Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, we're at the end of the show, and like I said, when we started this podcast, we mix in some different uh segments throughout the year i wanted to bring a a new one to the table on this episode we're gonna do this week in new york knicks history so let's begin in 1970 willis reed on this day january 20th uh, won the all-star game mvp after scoring 21 points helped the eastern conference beat the west it was the second to last all-star game willis reed ever played in he will later win MVP for the regular season and help Knicks win their first ever NBA title in that year. So a big year for Willis Reed. Also this week, January 18th, 1999, the Knicks agreed to trade John Starks, Chris Mills, and Terry Cummings to the Golden State Warriors for Latrell Sprewell. Sprewell had missed uh 1998 season after choking out uh, P.J. Carlissimo in practice. Spree would go on to help the Knicks make their uh, last NBA Finals appearance after winning Eastern Conference as an eighth seed in a lockout short and season, the first team to ever win uh, a conference as an eighth seed. And finally, on on uh, January 17th, 1994, this week in Knicks history, Patrick Ewing became the first Nick to score 15,000 career points. He set the mark while scoring 34 points in an MLK Day win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. He was just the 68th player in league history to reach that milestone. He had also moved into first place on the franchise's all-time free throw list in that game. So a lot has happened in this week in Knicks history. Let's start with uh, that all-star game real quickly, Tommy. Could you name the other starters who played next to Willis Reed in the 1970 NBA all-star game? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with that there were that Willis Reed was one of the starters um, and Dave DeBusher, maybe one of the other starters as well. Were there two other Knicks part of the starting lineup on that team? So there was another Nick in the starting lineup for the East, but it was not Dave DeBusher who did make the All-Star game. Clyde made this All-Star game as a starter in that game. Uh, He also played alongside Billy Cunningham for Philly, John Havlicek, and Oscar Robinson, who was playing for Cincinnati at that time. Uh, they were the Eastern Conference starters. Oscar Robinson also had 21 points in that game. And for the West, uh, you had uh, Connie Hawkins, the Hawk, you know, New York City legend, Lou Hudson, uh, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, and Elvin Hayes uh, playing for, at that time, the San Diego Rockets. So I love hearing kind of the teams that were, that were involved. You got the Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati Royals for Oscar Robinson. You got the San Diego Rockets for Elvin Hayes. So, um, so interesting players, interesting uh, game nonetheless. And to me, that that season kind of, you know, encapsulated like, uh, you know, really the 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 golden age of Knicks basketball. You know, 1970, the Knicks go win a championship. Willis Reed, MVP, comes out of the tunnel uh, in, in game seven against the Lakers. So uh, just an all around spectacular year that year. That game, by the way, Tommy, played at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Uh, it, it, so that was a, a Philadelphia All-Star game. And then when we talk about the the, the Spreewell trade, 
it was funny when I started thinking about it, like there, it, it was controversial, not just necessarily because of Spreewell and his character, but also, you know, the, the fact that they were giving up a New York Knicks fan favorite, John Starks. Like, so I know at that time you were a younger fella. I was, uh, I was, you know, what was I, eight years old, nine years old at that time. John Starks was my favorite Nick at that point in time. Were you uh, for or against the Spreewell trade when it happened? Uh, yeah, one other quick thing on on Reed. Won the yeah. MVP the regular season, won the yep. All-Star MVP, and the Finals MVP that year. One of very few players in NBA history to do it. Um, as far as Spree goes, yeah, I mean, I love Starks, and, and and that was my guy. But, you know, it was clear that he was at the end of the uh, – he was on the back nine. Um, yeah. Starks, who loves golf. Yeah, he was he was cl- closer to 18 than, than 10, actually. So, um, you know, it just <laughs> yeah. made sense to, to, to infuse some youth. And, you know, you, you obviously had Alan Houston in the mix as well well so um i was uh, um uh, i was for the trade at the time i definitely thought it made sense it was a buy low opportunity and it's you know you strike when you have that opportunity i'm sure a lot of other franchises were, were scared and, and and you know for whatever reasons didn't want to take on the headache that that spree will potentially uh would have brought to the franchise but it certainly worked out for the knicks obviously yeah it did and you know starks in that first year in golden state he also played a little bit in chicago he, he played okay you know he had he averaged almost 15 points that season, not necessarily the greatest efficiency, which has never been John Starks' thing uh, anyway. But, um, but yeah, no, the spree trade was uh, really a game changer for the Knicks. And, you know, really, if you think about Knicks basketball, really was probably the last time you had, like, truly um, high-level play, you know, championship contending kind of play when they brought in spree. You had the combination of Houston and spree well for 99 and 2000, both trips to the Eastern Conference Finals, one trip to the NBA Finals. Um, great run spree. I think in some ways, I think is an underrated Nick because maybe he kind of came at a time that was towards the, you know, end of his prime, so to speak. But I mean, those first two years in New York, especially with Knicks going those deep runs, I mean, he was as essential to that as any player on the Knicks. Um, and just kind of talk about a guy also kind of embracing like what New York city and New York basketball is all about. I thought spree was a, a perfect encapsulation of that. And uh, and again, another guy who I lost a, a, a all time favorite Nick and John Starks. I gained one with Spreewell. So uh, a, a awesome trade for the Knicks at that point in time. And it's been good to see that, you know, we talked the, the last episode about, you know, whether or not James Gro- James Dolan would hold grudges against uh, someone like Chris Asportingas. It has been great to see that Spree has been welcomed back to the garden and you see him at the games and whatever issues that him and Dolan had, that seems to be put aside as well. Yeah, um, people forget Spree was first team All NBA with the with the Warriors. Like he was, yeah. there, he was there, are, there there are not many players in league history that were first team All shooting guards. Um, you go back, you know Jordan obviously for for a decade. Um, there there are just not many guys that have that that were first team All NBA guards for consecutive seasons, and, and Spree is definitely in that short list. Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety four. That was the first year Jordan had had had, had retired. Um, he had a phenomenal season with the Warriors. And like I said, he was a perennial all-star, borderline superstar earlier in his career. So, yeah, Spree, uh, just an absolute dog and, and one of my all-time favorite Knicks. And then finally, uh, Patrick Ewing and that those that 15-career that, uh, uh, points mark. I was actually surprised that he was the first Nick to ever do that. I assumed that maybe Clyde got there at some point. Uh, do you feel like Pat gets a little underrated when it comes to ranking all-time centers? 
I do. I'm a I'm a big Patrick guy. I mean, I, I came of age. He was my favorite athlete when I was a kid. Um, him and Barry Sanders. Um, and, and and I was I would fiercely defend Patrick. Um, you know, when my friends were Bulls fans, and 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 you know, during the the, the Bulls runs and the, you know the loss of the Rockets broke my heart. Like there is a special connection with Ewing, and I and I, and I, I almost feel myself as, as a defender of his legacy in certain ways because I feel <laughs> like um, he's not given the proper respect. And uh, for me, he's the greatest Nick of all time. Um, we'll talk. We can have a whole conversation about that on, on yeah. another date and time, but. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, he, he and, and people forget how the, the centers he played against, Akeem and Alonzo Mourning and Shaq and, and David Robinson. I mean, these this was kind of the golden age of, 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 of prime, you know, really, you know, T-Rex, you know, centers. Um, and Ewing more than held his own on a nightly basis. Um, I don't think he ever got the appreciation he deserved from New York City. I think slowly but surely people have realized, you know, because of, you know, you look at the, the success they had when Patrick was here and the lack of success they've had since Patrick left speaks yep. for itself. Um, so I, I think slowly but surely starting to, you know, um, get a little bit more of that respect that he wasn't given during, during his time, uh, it, during his playing days in New York. Um, but yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, he did, I'm, I'm not going to put him over Akeem and, and some, you know, some of the other great players that, and Shaq that he played against. Um, but, but certainly he deserves to be considered one of the, obviously one of the 50 greatest players of all time, one of the greatest Knicks of all time. So um, he has that going for him at least. Yeah. I like severely wish Ewing could have had, the David Robinson track of a career where maybe he has that great prime, doesn't win a title, but Tim Duncan comes around and he's able to get one or get two actually later in his career. Even if he just got one, that would have been great. Cause I think it would have changed kind of how we view Ewing. Cause I think Dave Robinson is viewed more positively because he has two championships, even though the you know, second one, he was an all-star, but a second banana and the third one in the second, in the second one, he was like essentially a role player. He was not like a star on that, 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 that Spurs team. Ewing never got that chance and that i think sometimes kind of hurts kind of how we view him overall a hundred percent and and when you factor in you know you talked about those great Knicks teams in the 70s all nba team the busher reed and willis all made all nba patrick didn't even play with all-stars let alone right. he never played with an all nba player the only year he played with an all-star during his prime was 94 the 93 94 season when starks and oakley made it um but yeah. those guys were by no means superstars they you know um, those were, were borderline, you know, all stars, you know, reserves. Um, and, and again, that's the only season during the 90s that he played with a, another guy that made an all star team, you know, during his, his prime from 88 to 98. So, um, it, it, it again, it says a lot about the, the, the Ewing's greatness that he carried the Knicks literally on his back. Um, and the fact that he's remembered more for a missed finger roll than yeah. having 24 points, 21 rebounds, seven blocks in game seven of the 1994 Eastern Conference Finals against the Pacers, um, five assists in that game as well. He's just as, as you know, you know, Reggie Miller is a great clutch player. He outplayed Reggie's Pacers in those games time and time again. Um, again, putting the Knicks on his back, playing injured, playing with, a, you know, torn Achilles, knee injuries, wrist injuries, rushing back in order to make it back for the playoff never demanded a trade to you know during the, his prime to another team um for me personally you can't say enough about patrick um one of the truly great players of, of, of his generation